North Dakota After Dark and Full Tab Sports is very pleased to announce that we have added a sponsor. So despite what we might say in this upcoming episode, we do in fact have an actual live sponsor, Andrews Construction. Corey, tell us all about them. Andrews Construction Services is interested in commercial construction projects of any size. Their attention to detail is their strongest attribute. They'll do commercial construction, general contracting, construction management, and design building. Kelly, tell us about them from a Riverside perspective. Uh, well, fabulous company, fabulous people. Um, what I would like most about them is um, the attention to detail and ability to finish a job. Unlike when I have my husband do construction projects and they always have at least two to three things um, unfinished for a significant period of time. You won't get that with Endry's Construction. Uh, it'll be the job you asked for, completely finished, looking fabulous 100% of the time. Endry's Construction, call them when Matt screws up. And I guarantee this will not That's be the great. final, final time you hear about Endry's Construction. Like, I don't know how we're going to talk hockey today because are we just going to pretend like the government didn't just drop on us that, you know, like, hey, aliens exist. That, you know, like, did you guys catch that today? I, I did. And as a former resident alien, I can get behind it. The more of us that <laughs> exactly. I am now a citizen in case any feds are watching. Oh my gosh. No. And it's, this is hard for me because I was a, I, I was a person who was like, mm, I hate alien movies. There's no way aliens are real. So this is, this is a very uh, humbling moment for me that like actual government officials are just getting up there and like, oh yeah, they're real. And we, we found them and we even have their aircraft. I'm like, damn it. I was very wrong. Now well, the, fo the follow-up question to that, Kelly, is to bring you back to hockey. Since we do have, you know, non-terrestrial biologics as the government likes to call them, how soon before they have an apartment in East Grand Forks and are playing uh, peewee hockey there? I, it's going to be in the blink of an eye because yeah. they recruit hard, you know? They, they've got eyes on them. The devil works hard, but East Grand Forks works harder, you know? Yeah. Like, it, they will get them. If, well, if they're any good at hockey, you know? Yeah. And that's... Yeah. It, yeah. If they have filthy myths, they're, they're going to get they're gonna get signed real quick. Yeah. 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 Well, Green and, I, you know, and Green Wave, it's, it's a natural fit. <laughs> exactly. They've been, this has been in the works for a long time. Right. I wondered what the hell is a green wave? And that might be the answer. Yeah. Actually, you've seen a green wave. So actually all the kids that play for uh, um, East Grand Forks have been uh, taken over by lizards that wear skin that matches our face. I mean, you've seen the TV show was actually inspired by the hockey team in East Grand Forks. Yeah. You... That's a theory I could get behind. Like I said, I, I've now I know nothing. My whole world has been flipped upside down. Um, the nerds were right. We had aliens. Oh. I'm. I was condescending. I wanted to think it was like I was like, yeah, okay, no way. And now I just don't think I'm certain of anything anymore. And I also love that how like nobody's upset by this like what does that say about the shit that we've all recently lived through that like this didn't even cause a blip on anybody's radar that they just like into the convo and like everybody was like oh 
Yeah. It's too much to absorb. And again, we're only two weeks, I think, removed from that super, Corey, you got to back me up here. Or even Kelly, I don't care. That super hot broad on the plane, that mother effer isn't real. Yes. Thank you. Odd timing. And I, that, this may be tied together. Like I said, I don't, I used to not buy into conspiracy theories and now I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm like, no, that that's that fits. That's I don't know, guys, because Kyle sent me a super grainy photo of what he claims to be a super hot mom in some Instagram po photo, and I still have no idea. Oh gosh, look her up, Corey. The, the the picture was so grainy. I thought he was sending me a picture of a less hairy Bigfoot, and now he's like, "This world's on fire." Hey, you don't know, Corey. This you is your know. one chance to bounce out of this podcast before it really goes downhill. Uh, well, I'm going to bring it downhill, frankly, sir. Thank you very much. Well, maybe that's a, a good time for two things. One, to remind everybody it's North Dakota After Dark on the Pull Tab Sports Network. I'm Kyle. We have Corey and Kelly with us. And before we get to our guest in 15 minutes, uh, and I'm really sorry to break up because I really want to do a deep dive into where that lady is and why she's not returning my calls. Where that Bigfoot is? Oh, gosh. Right. You know what? She's a very gettable eight and a half with ripped jeans. And I mean, if there's a wheelhouse, that's it. You know what I mean? And again, it's perfect. Has a type. It's, it, it's perfect because it, she's weight. She's like 40 years too young for, for Kelly's husband. Corey that's doesn't right. know who she is. So I feel like it's my time to shine. She's no Lisa Vanderpump. Right. So yeah. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So it, it, you, I, Kyle, go for it. All yeah. right. I've got vintage lawn darts and nothing to lose. So <laughs> that's going to be my opening gambit, you know? Right. Work in with like, I'm married, but it, you know, it's not serious. Yeah. You want to see my slider? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's always a good way to, to open. Yeah. That's great. I'm going to, you know what, uh, while Corey does his, what exactly is in Wilson, I'm going to write those points down. That feels like really good material. That wow. is. That's, yeah. Are you trying to say that the Bigfoot lady from Fuzzy Instagram is in Williston? Because <laughs> it could be. If, if she is, um, you're, you're coming? Yeah. All right. So you're asking me what's in Williston? Well, you you pitched that as a segment idea, and I think you I should did. And so I've been here for two and a half days, and I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I will tell you the people here are hilarious because they are used to dealing with uh, this stereotypical oil worker who yeah. uh, may give uh, the restaurateur uh, and the waitstaff a bit of trouble. So they take shit from absolutely no one. And it is nice. phenomenal to order food out here because yeah. you give them any typical restaurant joke and they are not having it. They want to know, do you want a beer and do you want food or do you want to leave? Yeah. Okay. They've oil field workers. They don't, they don't need your shit. Like no. they don't, it's no. they're past that. Other than that, the entire town looks like the campus of a poorly lit uh, um, Division Three school. Like, it's the best, <laughs> the best I got. I mean, there's, you've got man camps or you've got cruddy apartment complexes. You take your pick. Yeah, there is no in-between. It's that. It's one or it's the other. I like it. No. I like it. The only lights you see are when the gas is flaring on the way into town and you can it lights up half the town. How, um, Kyle and I were discussing before you showed up, how is the baseball scene in Williston? Uh, you mean how is my baseball team doing or how is the baseball? 
I mean, do you is is Western North Dakota baseball? Is it uh... the Western North Dakota's got a strong baseball tradition? Uh, they they run a good tournament out here. Their field and facilities are phenomenal. They actually held the uh, 14U, I think it was 14U World Series last year. So the World Series tournament. So all the national, the best teams in the nation came here to play. So they've got great facilities, and like I said, they put on a fantastic tournament. And if you can tell, I'm talking about this in the past tense because we already lost our way out of this tournament. Oh, so you get to you get to get the hell out of Williston? Yep, I'm gonna go drive through the Badlands, and I'm gonna go watch my younger son play. I'm gonna drive from Williston, North Dakota, to Wapaton, North Dakota, to watch my younger son play baseball. Dang. So that's how much I love my younger son. Hopefully, his team can be winners. <laughs> That's a drive. Those two things. I'm not a geography major, but I do know that those aren't that close. Yeah, I'm looking at seven hours right there. Seven <laughs> strong hours. Uh, other than that, the water in Williston tastes kind of weird. Uh, I don't know if that's just being in the western side of the state or not, but that's... Kyle, I'd love to tell you more. We went to their brewery. Yeah. Recently, and uh, I asked them what they have that's made at this brewery, and they only had three beers that they make in their own brewery. I felt that light. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Free. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's I find man camps, nice folk, and uh, a staggering urge to leave. My what's in Williston report. Yes. Nope. You're in Williston if you're ready to leave. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's that's fair. What uh how many caribou coffees do they have? They have none. Not a single caribou coffee out here, which tells you you are far away from Minnesota. Right. I was just going to say, you're too far from Minnesota. That's that's what. But I love that you brought up that caribou is superior to Starbucks because it's it a is. stance, but it's a correct stance. And I will die on that hill. Bring a priest and a shovel because yep. I'll die on that. My, um, my takes are only correct. I've never had a bad take. Yeah. Okay. I... And I think, I think, so I used to be a bandwagon jumper and I was like, no, Starbucks is better. And it was only because I was just, I was just trying to say what I thought I should. Caribou, superior. I don't care. Fight me. I'll stay. I'm standing on it. If for some dumb reason you're listening to this podcast somewhere other than you know, the Midwest <laughs> Plains region, uh, you've never experienced caribou coffee and you think that the trash cup of coffee that you had sometime at Starbucks where they take the beans, they set them on a fire, then they have some of those fire walkers walk across yeah. the coffee beans, then they take them, crush them up, run them through an entire thing of cattle crap, and then they make a cup of coffee for you. They, they, you think that's coffee? It's not. Yeah. It's not my coffee. Would like to interject really, really quickly. I think it's really very kind and, and generous, Corey, that you think there's someone outside of the Midwest listening to this. I, I'd be really happy if somebody like north of Demers was listening to this podcast. <laughs> I'd be happy to know the seven listeners we have. <laughs> yeah, well, we love them. So yeah. that matters. We're, yeah, we're really trying to connect with that audience. You yeah. know what I mean? You you have to know your audience, otherwise we're just Bud Light. Yeah. And I'm likely related to a large portion of them, just but that has nothing to do with anything other than I just have a psychotically huge family. So that that also just happens to be that way sometimes. So if we ever want to spice up Minot, I would I'm going to propose this. Just you know maybe like a state fair or like as a uh, tourist attraction, we could get Kelly's big family, we could get my big family, we could give them in my case 
a bunch of vodka, whatever your drink of choice is, Kelly. We haven't come to Minot and fight and just film it like, sort of like like a seventies movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. A bunch well, of rednecks from Saskatchewan versus the Spicers. Right, and I'll warn you because I, I you know, you. I've said before, it, my family. Um, not a lot of, you know, like accolades, but scrappy people they are that, uh, that I will give them. So I see it going one of two ways. It's an actual fight or it's like, you know, do you remember the scene in Braveheart where like the dirtbag Scots and the dirtbag Irish run at each other and then shake hands and have a, it could be that they're like, you know what, same team guys. It would be too, because, you know, I mean, these are, these are, um, scrappy Catholics. So like the government, I think they have a lot in common. Yeah. I, I'm just envisioning an entire line of spicers and kilts showing their rear ends to your family, and I'm having a great time. I really am. Listen, it's not that far-fetched, okay? <laughs> they get alcohol involved. It's really, you know, I bet you, if you came to a, a wedding dance of my family's, you'd be like, mm, yeah, that fits. That fits. Now, what could be invited to that wedding dance? Oh, oh. Lord in heaven. Yeah. You to, it, you, yeah. You have to marry in and shoot your way out, Corey. I understand. I, yeah. I am I am not in that target market. Yeah. No. So we just, um we just rely on Stockholm syndrome. Um syndrome for like people that we marry where, you know, like you start you feel like you've been abducted and then you start to like sympathize with your abductors. Yeah. That's more what happens with my family. More so than like people liking us they just develop stockholm syndrome so but that's all right i mean i'll, I'll i can settle for that it, it's a tried tried and true uh method of doing things I, I don't see any reason to upset the apple cart now i don't either yeah I don't either. um we have a guest coming on in eight minutes there's two good topics i want to cover can we do two topics in four minutes and oh by the way Corey, your new name is three minute Corey, in, in perpetuity <laughs> Kelly decided. It's a tough one, but, you know, our nicknames pick us. We don't pick them. So you know, each time when we've had to send you a reminder about the, the show starting, my recollection is you, you text me three minutes. So we decided three minute Corey it is. Three minute Corey. Yeah. It's tough, but it's fair, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have HR. We have no complaint department. Uh, Kelly's the complaint department. Right. The only, good thing, the, the only good thing about that nickname is that my wife will never listen to this podcast and she will <laughs> never corroborate that nickname. So we're fine. Just if your wife listens you. to one episode, I'll bring her a sticker. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Wow. Text yes right now. No, sorry. It's not going to work. <laughs> Would you mind listening to this podcast tonight? But there's something you think interesting. Oh, Corey's doing it? No, thank you. No. I'd listen to oh. two women talking about cars. Pass. <laughs> okay, uh, two topics. Uh, we're going to do, because uh, the second topic we're going to do is uh, what makes a trashy sports parent? I think we could all pick one item because one of our guests is a classy sports parent. So it'll be a good dichotomy. The first question we'll tack tackle, and this sounds like it's probably a Kelly one, um, and our guests will have absolutely no idea what happens. What are the three necessities, Kelly, to get you entrance into Mom Island? Ignoring number one, you have to be a mom. Okay, well, that, I mean, that was number one. Um, yeah. You know, it kind of depends because different Mom Islands exist depending on the moms forming Mom Island. Some are kind of 
a little bit more quiet. Some are a little bit more boisterous. Um, I don't know. I mean, basically, I think, uh, mom, I, how do you get it? Well, you know, you got to be a mom. Dads aren't welcome. We just don't really want to. You have to be willing to accept that um, very little actual hockey is going to get watched. And more so, you're going to talk about, like, things that don't matter because you're just excited to be around your mom friends. Um, uh, and, you know, like, uh, you do each other the favor of, like, watch, like, oh, your kid just scored. Um, so you look out so that you can later pretend like you did actually notice what was going on during the game and you weren't just gossiping with the other moms. So you have to be, you know, it's a good buddy system. You got to look out for each other. And, um, will be the third, third grant access. You know, you can't, you can't be too much, like you got to be good petty not bad petty like you know a little saucy but not like putting down other people's kids saucy like that so oh funny. crossing the line right 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 because nobody like i mean like it's the cardinal rule of hockey parentum that like you can you can talk bad about your own kid don't talk bad about other yeah. people's <laughs> so as long as you get that and you're not that uh, mom that's going to come in and like insult other people's kids you're going to get into mom island and like i said just be be wanting to talk about many topics that are not actually hockey related. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's pretty straightforward. You know, one <laughs> item you didn't mention, Kelly, is, you know, much like one of my high school basement dates, I thought you'd have to bring a blanket. Oh, well, see, I'm okay. That's an interesting point. I'm a hot mess mom. So I never remember. I always end up under somebody else's blanket because I'm lucky if like my kids show up with their hockey, but We've made many, many a trip where it's come to the attention that jerseys are not with. And that's typically my mistake. So I'm a hot mess mom. So I depend on the other moms to bring a blanket. But that is, you can get access with me for being like a snack mom or, you know, just like what I call a good mom where you, you know, bring snacks, bring a blanket, bring um, a general preparedness for life, which I lack. So if you're willing to pick up that slack, I'm your new best friend. Kelly, I'm having a real hard time not connecting Kyle's joke about bringing blankets and you saying you're underneath someone else's blanket. And it's just, <laughs> he lost me there. I'm sorry. He just lost well, me. Corey, I don't, I can't, I, I do get cold, <laughs> uh, but I do not have the self-awareness to like grab a blanket while walking out of the house. That doesn't yeah. exist in me. It's a hot mess mom thing. That's okay. I, I can show up. I'll be there. Um, I will have nothing that suggests that I've ever been to a youth hockey game before. Okay. I just, it's, it's kind of like memory of a goldfish. Like we're doing this for the first time every time. Uh, I think you're dead on. I think uh, your statement, hot mess moms are the best moms. I'd like, to this, I'd like to take this moment to disclaim that my wife is always put together and never has things <laughs> out of control. She's always organized and everything in her house is run perfectly. Thank you. Exactly. I, Exactly. Once had the opportunity to sit with a bunch of uh, ex-Minnesota Wild coaches who were telling Jacques Lemaire stories. And that was my favorite story that was told is about a hockey player, a former first-round draft pick, who I won't name. And I'm not going to do a French accent either, but uh, apparently Jacques, when he stepped on the ice, said every time he steps on the ice, it's like he's a goldfish. It's the first time he's ever seen a hockey game. Yep. That's me too. Yeah. I That is my level of preparedness every time I walk in there. Like, 
oh, we're doing this again. I just can't, I can't pull it together. Doesn't exist. It, it's, it's a hot mess mom thing. Okay. And I'm the, I'm the captain of the hot mess moms. We can't have too many of them. Our shit just goes to hell real fast. We do need the good moms, but, uh, I'm a proud hot mess mom. And that's the cross my children have to bear. Yeah. And that's just the place. Follow up on mom Island. Is there a seating chart for where the hot mess moms have to sit in relation to the moms who have it all together to organize stuff so that it all works out? Like, a, I'm kind of thinking of like a redneck yacht club of boats tied together with the pontoons and the speedboats, you know what I mean? It's always the outer perimeter, Corey, because we're flying in late. Like, ah. oh, yeah. the good moms have set up, you know, their kids are prepared. They've got all their shit, you know, it, the hot mess moms were flying in. Um, our kid is stumbling onto the ice for warm ups um, because, you know, mom didn't get you here on time. Uh, so it's usually, it's usually, oh, hold on. I lost my light there. Um, <laughs> Kelly's been canceled. Yeah, I've been, ca I got turned off here. It's the outer perimeter always because that's just where and, and it's where we belong to be fair you know because we're we're not pulling our weight we're not doing a good job we're just existing so yeah you briefly had a just a, a very narrow band of light across your eyes there it looked like you were in witness protection it was perfect yeah, thing i'm actually going to move out of my car into a an actual structure now so she talks yeah, shit about it's, the, it's the hot mess mom thing i <laughs> i wish I say i'm sorry it's just who I am. You're sticking on brand and, and you know, yeah. it's a very good illustration of your Thank narrative. You. Thank I, you. That, I, I'm just going to continue to be this way. Um, you know, I've said before, my, my motto is, sorry, I'm late. I didn't want to be here. Yeah, so. I like it. I thought that the word had already gotten back to the larger Spicer clan that she was talking some shit and they already took care of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> The dumpster nope. is closing. Yep, exactly. Uh, Those uh, dumpsters can be used for many things. Yeah. All right. Final Mom Island question. One invite to Mom Island, living your dead. Corey. Just kidding. Kelly, that's your question. <laughs> who do, like, who do I, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> so this is someone that I get to invite? You get to invite. You're you're you are bring you have a plus one to Mom Island. Ooh. There's a Birkin. Imagine there's a Birkenstock sale somewhere during a game. No chance yeah. that's coming. Yeah. Ooh, I. You know who would be my chosen mom soulmate? Um, maybe like like okay. Now this is going celebrity because you know I always have to do like hey, the pop. Or, but probably like looking for. she seems like she's a hot mess mom and unabashedly so. So, um, I always respect that. I respect people that can own, like, I don't have my shit together and I have no intentions of pulling it together. That's where I'm at. Um, and some people like that. Some people don't like it. Um, but it is, it is where I'm at. So she, I think she'd be good. She, she seems, she seems a little, a little salty and, and you gotta be a little salty for mom Island. We don't, uh, we don't need any more reasonable people there. It's just, yeah. Well said. Um, <laughs> I hate to do this. I'm going to have to ask you to repeat it because I was talking over you and I didn't hear it. Oh, I think Kristen Bell. Um, oh, yeah. Good choice. Yeah. 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 She seems, like I said, fellow hot mess mom. And I I appreciate the hell out of that. Um, 
it's just, you know, our children will make it to adulthood, but not by anything we did. So I get, yeah, I respect that. I like that. Um, While we're waiting for our guest, I'm going to segue to the second topic, which is what makes a trashy hockey parent. Um, For brevity's sake, I'm going to say a guy that walks around with one of these mugs. (laughs) Filled with liquor. In my case, whiskey and soda. So I need two things. Trashy hockey parent and what you're drinking. Kyle, for for the purposes of the podcast, you need to give us, paint a picture of the mug you just held up in front of I showed up with a brand new mug courtesy of my nice wife with a bunch of nice little birds on it, but it says in a really nice font, nice tits. It's also available on our Instagram page, ND After Dark. We have 61 followers. <laughs> You're a bird enthusiast. And I really I, love birds. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody Ooh. who wants to around, you know? Yeah. And it, it, it's a lovely mug. It shows a beautiful variety of tits. And yeah. um, I just appreciate it. I, I think your wife, that was a good pick. Yeah. Variety is the spice of life. It really is. It really is. Yeah. What are you drinking? Uh, today, uh, to you? you you momentarily lost me when you held up the thing that said nice tits. But, you know, I'm back. So uh, I'm going to go full branding. I've got my Coors Light t-shirt on. I've oh, got my Coors Light Coors Light. And? Coors so, Light. Yeah. I mean, all hard to refute. Um, I actually, so I'm, I just got back from Bruce, Brewski's in Thompson, where I had a Caesar that was very, uh, delightful, but yes, um, uh, and repping for Brewski's Thompson, North Dakota, perfect segue for North Dakota after dark. Fabulous. I told my husband, this looks like the type of bar where you could find an old man that could really skillfully push you around the dance floor. Yeah. It gives those vibes like that. That's what I like. Two step like nobody else. Oh God, I love it. I love it. That's it's, you know, you get those, those old farmer guys that don't look and then they just blow your socks off on the dance floor. I really appreciate that. I feel like it's to a Cody Johnson song too. (laughs) There's a lot of country on the, uh, on the jukebox. I, again, it was a whole vibe and I appreciated it. So they make a, they make a mean Caesar as most North Dakota small bars do that they make a mean Caesar and um, they didn't disappoint. Brewski's was a, was a win. So now for a follow-up question for your drink, um, small town bars, Caesar or uh, bloody, what was your, uh, your shooter on the side? You're going to get mad. I, I can't tell you because we already discussed this and you criticized, but at Michelob Golden. <laughs> I know. I like, I feel like I let you down, but it, it's just, uh, it's easy to drink, you know? I mean, it, uh, and no. it's, it's, it's West Staple. You can't even get it other places. At this point, you can just go ahead and move to East Grand Forks with the rest. <laughs> oh, snap. People. Don't you dare, Corey. That's the meanest thing you've ever said, Corey. Holy smokes. <laughs> Thing you've ever said to me oh has anyone oh. checked her face for lizard skin underneath because i'm thinking there might be damn it so I, don't, I posted I... a better photo of that gal on instagram you should join and look um our guest has entered the waiting room so i will also ask him this question i'll let you guys hear it first you've heard of the mason dixon line 
the Mendoza line, where do you think the Caesar line is? How far south do you have to go before you can't get a Caesar? Think about well, that. Let Eric in. I can answer that it is Las Vegas falls below the Caesar line. If you have ever had the misfortune of ordering a Caesar in Las Vegas, but I actually, this was disappointing. I tried to order one time a Caesar at Canterbury Downs racetrack in Minneapolis and they didn't know what it was. No kidding. In Minneapolis. That was offensive to me. I was like, it is offensive. extremely wow. offensive. Eric, yeah. really take everything very offensively. Yeah, welcome to North Dakota After Dark. I uh, Eric is really leaning into the After Dark part of North Dakota After Dark. We appreciate it, Eric. It's I'm just like Kelly's. I'm going. Kelly's I'm going brand is not S. Eric's brand is here. dark. Yeah, absolutely. After Dark, take Love it, it. seriously. Oh, we got gotcha. you. You're still there, Kyle. I have a good story yeah. for. Let me get it situated on the dock. Okay. We'll give Eric a second. Okay. I'm going to ask Eric the question, and then we'll we'll get right into, uh, we'll we'll lead with that topic with Eric. Yeah, it was a good one. It was, okay. they would, they would give my trashy hockey parent award. Okay. Have I ever talked to you about trusting people from Roseau, Minnesota with technology? <laughs> <laughs> This, that's a good segue. I'm here. Oh, Eric, we got you. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is one of those things they say in radio broadcast is a pregnant pause, Kyle. Yeah, we got letting people soak it all in as we, you know, we're going to launch into this next segment. Yeah. I'm going to give, uh, we're going to demand proof of life from Eric, and I think we got it. I can see movement. I'm here. Are you there? I, we got it. Okay, perfect timing. Um, Eric, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on North Dakota After Dark. This is a uh, yeah. very fancy Pull Tab Sports podcast. You are our third guest, and we're pleased to have you on. I made the top three. I'm, I'm honored. Yeah. So. <laughs> The third guy couldn't make it tonight, but I mean, you were right up there. <laughs> oh, right. I was right there. Just, just, just missed it, did I? Yeah. I feel a little like Kirk Cousins right now on uh, Justin Jefferson's uh, quarterback list. Yeah. It, it is the hockey podcast, though. Can you give us something else we can work with there? Ooh. Um, I'm the other primo brother. Oh, yeah. Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I got Keith, and then there's that other guy. Uh, what was his name again? I'm telling you. Wayne, yeah, I'm going to call you Wayne. So we got uh, three minute Corey, and we got Eric, Wayne, Fabian. I, I think it's, I I think love it's a good all of it. I love it. So, Eric, we were, uh, we were doing sort of a wide ranging set of topics before you came on. The last question I asked the guys is uh, where is the Caesar line? Meaning, how far south in America do you have to go before you can't get a Caesar? And we, we got a couple of good answers, and I thought you might contribute uh to the topic before we get into your actual questions you know i'm not a huge caesar guy i'm more of a screwdriver screw up type of a um oh i like it you know morning drink there that's yeah i'm not a big caesar guy eh, take them or leave them for me that's fine hey no big deal because it's uh it's an acquired taste 
so no uh, no harm done. One of the other topics we wanted to cover uh, with you, Eric, is is you know longtime coach uh, both both men's and women's. We wanted to talk about some of the characteristics you might find with a trashy hockey parent. Um, and to you know, warm you up on this one, Kelly wanted to lead off with a story to give you an idea where we're going, and then we'll let it's, you jump in. Yeah, this is an actual. This happened at one of our children's hockey games, and I've never seen this done before, and I've never seen it since. And I believe we were. I want to say we were playing Bakken, but don't quote me on that because, like I said, hot mess, mom. It all kind of blends together. Um, <laughs> Sitting in front of a guy, um, we were at the Icon, and um, they have kind of like that bar shelf area, and he set up in front of him three little shooters of fireball whiskey, and every time his team scored, he took a shot at like a nine-year-old hockey game. Um, and then like lined the empty bottles in front of him, and I thought, this is different. Um, I'm not sure why we're doing this. Um, and it did, it seemed like a tradition for him. I should have maybe like asked him a couple more questions about it, but he didn't, he didn't seem very friendly. Um, so I kind of left it alone, but that was, that was maybe the trashier hockey, especially, you know, like this, this was nine year old hockey. So, um, the, uh, bringing, bringing personal shooters for, for that and then uh celebrating each goal seemed like maybe a little overboard for nine nine year olds. No, seemed so. a bit much, did it? Yeah. Yeah. So if, it was different. If my kid was playing goal that game, did that guy leave alive? <laughs> he, he did. Well he stopped at three, which okay. was he, you know, he was prepared for three goals. They scored more than three. Um That's but awesome. uh, it was the first were really important to him and he took his fireball shooters but like I said he left the little empty bottles in front of him till the game was over and I'm, I, I was very confused by it I don't know if it was like an intimidation tactic or what it was but it was it was definitely different well we were intimidating the, the nine-year-olds on the ice yeah I guess so or maybe the surrounded by but more so it was just a lot of like a lot of judgment eyes, so it. Um, I don't think it had the desired effect, but their team was good, so he didn't really need to do it. But uh, that was my trashiest hockey parent. I think that uh, it was just a strange, strange move. Well, you may be mistaking uh, intimidation for chronic alcoholism. <laughs> I mean, that's all. I think. Well, whichever. I mean, it's close. It was very strange. I just thought, I I don't know why we're doing this. I don't know. It was. It was. I. I don't know. So it was, it was different. And now, of course, you know, Eric, <clears throat> former UND hockey player, uh, former assistant coach with the UND women's hockey team, now does a lot of coaching uh, on the men's side, both youth and, and up through the USA hockey system. Um, one of the things we did want to talk to you about, Eric, is, is sort of your experience as a, as a coach. Um, and it, we're pretty heavy on the parent stuff here, too. So um, do you have any uh, any good stories you can tell us about uh, uh about parent interaction and all your time as coaching and is there a difference between the parents maybe from the women's side versus the men's side? Um, so here's the best part about being the coach. I don't get to see all that other stuff. Yeah. Right. I can just worry about coaching. Even now Kelly's talking about this. I have no idea who this, how this happened and when it happened. I'm sure I was there. I just got to be behind the bench. It was great. 
the, actually the 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 weirdest thing I ever saw was um, not this past this this spring, but 2022. We're at the Squirt International. We beat I don't even remember who it was. We come rolling out. Part Corey, you were there. I was. We I'm come rolling out of the hallway, the and there's two oh Forest Lake, and there's Forest Lake. Two Forest Lake dads are going at it because of I, I don't know what it is, but they're going at each other because they're mad about something, playing time, whatever else. I I like what what? So I thought all of a sudden we got you know some of our parents were around there, so I thought we were fighting with them. I didn't know what was going on, but that was probably the worst I've ever seen there. So Eric, so my I, understanding of that situation was there was a mom who was voicing the displeasure of their child playing. And the coach mentioned may this part's pure speculation, but may have said something back to that mom. And the dad came in and slugged the coach. Oh, well, <laughs> holy cow! That's fair. Yeah, it, it, the only it, right there. Um, uh, I think that I think the guy that got punched initially was the no, the guy that threw the punch. It actually was coaching the team earlier in the year, oh, and they got him out rid of him. I don't. It was just a mess. Um, so I. There, I'm sure there's lots that's a lot of that stuff that goes on. I actually get more mad at some coaches personally. Oh no, kidding! Right, um, it's, it's probably just more my personal thing. Like this year, we were playing Maple Grove. They're up five to one against us, and there's three minutes left in the game. We're not coming back. Um, coach calls a timeout because they get a five on three, and there's two seconds left. He wants to set up some faceoff play on a five-on-three and try to score a goal on us. It's five, it's five to one with three minutes left in the game. We're not coming back on you. We've we've been outplayed the whole game. We were happy just to be there. Um, didn't really say anything to him there. Oh, same coach. Goalie was going to come to the bench because we're going to change goalies halfway through the game. And goalie made a mistake. We're on the far end. He comes up. He crosses the, crosses the red line, I think, or whatever it was. Yeah, and I don't know, Blake, back, go to the net. You're not it's not time yet. He calls the ref over and says that goalie's got to come out of the game. Really? I didn't wave him over. He just started skating. Stuff like that really, really bothers me. I guess I. It's youth sports. They're kids. They make mistakes. Yes, every coach wants their team to win, and who doesn't? I mean, that's that's part of the part of athletics. But it's things like that that uh, you know, it's. There was no ill intent by it. Yes, it's a rule. I totally get it. Whatever. But it didn't really matter. It has zero effect on the game. Right. So those I, things hurt me. That That is trashy behavior. It's trashy because it, these are kids. And I, that that is totally trashy behavior, especially coming from right. coach. It's, it sends a bad message to the kids. The pro- and everybody knows it, right? I mean, everybody knows that the problem is it's – Parents are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're a crazy parent listening to this and you're saying, oh, it's not me, it probably is you. Okay? <laughs> if you're wondering if you're wondering right now, I wonder if it's me. It it's might you. be you. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Okay. But that's the problem. No one no one knows it. It just it's so silly. It's so ridiculous. If your kid wants to be good, he will if you give them the opportunity, they will be good. Yeah. I've seen too many I've coached a uh, D one women's program. And I had girls that played for us that were burned out because they just played so much. They only played because they thought they were good at it and their parents wanted them to and they just kept playing. And it's so disheartening because they could have been, they could have done two thirds of what they've done, been just as good and had a little more passion and probably got even better when they were at college. I think you see that way too much personally on both sides. And it's a, 
it's more of a fact, not the kid that wants to be good. It's mom and dad want to be good. Kids not going to tell mom and dad no. Right? I mean, hey, you want to go to camp? Well, oh, come on. You got to go to camp. All right, sure. I'll go to camp. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I can go on. I can go off that topic for hours. <laughs> hours. <laughs> We've touched on that a little bit too. Just where it came from, where it's going, you know, how many good kids you lose, uh, you know, good, good hockey players you lose just, just through burnout. Um, and again, mm-hmm. I think that's a topic where, yeah, you could probably dig in and do a, a day long symposium on anecdotes, you know, pros and cons, how to stop it. But yeah, it, it's, uh, it's something you see all over the place. And, and Eric, you know, with all your time coaching, I'm sure you can probably even point out the warning signs now seeing it coming at an earlier age. And that's one of the other things we want to talk about too, is, you know, your the age groups that you've coached, certainly a, a wide range. Do you have a um, any kind of preference or, you know, you've started with, with our kids, you know, right as right as termites or just wanted you to touch on, you know, some of the things you've observed and, and might like or dislike about the different age levels you coached at? What I like about termites and mites, it's all fun. Like, it should just be fun. Yes, everybody wants their kid to do well and have a good time, but it should all be about fun. And that gets a little bit, I mean, as a competitive person, you want you want to coach a little few more things, coach some higher level concepts. Uh, um, and that's it. But it's fun to watch that progression where you've started to, and you guys, have, we've seen it all, watch, you know, going through this with our kids of where they started at and where they're at today. Um, and I firmly believe there are, uh, a lot of players that I've watched that if they would, same thing, if they do two thirds of what they're doing now, they would enjoy the game more and be at the same spot that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where people are at a race to get to age 12 or 14 or 16, you know, in development, that's not where your race is to. Right. If you really, really want to be great, your race is the, your race is the older. It's the 20, 22, 24. That's your race. It's not how fast can I, how good can I be when I'm 14? How good can I be when I'm 20? You know, that's the biggest thing for me that I've seen. And it's a balance of making sure that your kids are having fun, but you're pushing them, um, giving them the proper appropriate breaks. And it's hard because everybody wants to keep up with the person next door because so-and-so is doing this camp and -and so-and-so is doing that camp. It, It gets very tough to say no. Right. Because, okay, if you if your son or daughter had an opportunity to play a tournament every other weekend in the summer, say you're in the Minneapolis area, are they going to say no to go play with their buddies? Probably not. They don't have to practice. Is it really, do they really want to be there, you know, halfway through the summer? Probably not. You know, it's, I don't know. So that's what I, I look at. I see the signs of burnout. If your son or daughter jumps on the ice and it's a camp and or even the start of the season and there's no difference from when they were at a camp in the summer, they've done too much. Yeah. If there's not a drive, a passion, I'm excited to be on the ice, that's the sign that you're doing too much. You can tell. Like there's just this mundane, no one's getting better. I'm just staying the same. Yeah, I'm a little better, but I just I'm always here. I'm not excited. You're never Yes, I get to go back. Um, Eric, oh, Kyle, we talked about it. We talked about the golf course the other day, Kyle. Yeah, we did. You talked about did. Yeah, guys. I mean, you're seeing guys that are 
they are sabotaging themselves because they don't really want to play down deep down. They really don't want to play anymore. Yeah. And they'll, yeah, they'll find a way to, to stop it and make it look mm-hmm. like an accident. Mm-hmm. Oh, where's um, the puck? I'm looking around for it. I, oh, I didn't see the puck. Where'd it go? Oh, yeah. it's in my net. Oh, son of a gun. You know, one of the, uh, one of the things we talk about quite a bit on the, or so far through the first um, six episodes is really trying to chastise Corey for these well thought out, well articulated, yes. reasonable answers. Um, and because you're a first time guest, we'll, we'll let you go with that really, really good, really good and well thought out answer. In order to try and glean a little bit more out of you, um, one of the other questions we asked is, what's everybody drinking tonight? Eric? We're going to whiskey diet. Ooh, I like it. We got a whiskey soda going. Corey is that a cool night guy. Corey's riding the Caesar wave. Yeah. This is really good stuff. Really? Um, 10 o'clock at night, Caesars? <laughs> What I, th- it's always a good time for. Well, okay, to be- right. not a for you. guy, Kelly. Don't listen to we, him. Okay, I had a reason behind this though. We went to Brewskies and Thompson, and it's just a place that screams, Ooh. "I make a good Caesar." Like it's those small town North Dakota bars. They so I I I I had to give it a shot, but they were out of the worst. Which, which, which is fair because it was. I got I got kind of the. I didn't get their their best. So we'll have to go back. Leaving it open-ended is, is a perfect way to do it. What was that, pal? Leaving that open-ended is really a perfect way to do it. Exactly. That's yeah. just back. Also, progressive bingo. We discussed this. So now we're going back together. Yeah. All I know is the guy who doesn't like a Caesar is the kind of guy who probably is a terrible neighbor. So <laughs> <laughs> That's fire. Jeez, guys. Um, hey, tough, tough, tough break for you then, Corey. I guess, huh? Son of a gun! <laughs> Damn it! You know, uh, he's the kind of he's the kind of guy that lets his dog shit in his neighbor's yard. That's what kind of oh, guy. one of those guys, yeah, Jeff. One of those guys. One of those guys. Second, I don't uh, own a dog. <laughs> so, but the, but, the, but the neighbor is directly east to you. That's the only one oh. that can shit him. Yeah. <laughs> So we can do one of two things now. We could have Kelly uh, give us a slideshow on her fa- favorite uh, French Bulldogs, or we could ask Eric, what kind of hockey weekend do you prefer? Hockey dad weekend or hockey coach weekend, and why? Well, I've been coaching. For, I, I, right now, I prefer hockey dad weekend. Yeah. I've, I've coached a lot, and it's a lot of fun, and I, I love it. Uh, but man, I got to do two hockey. No, one. Sorry, I was supposed to do two. The other one changed because I had to coach because one couldn't make it. Anyway, I had one hockey dad weekend, and it was the greatest ever. I got to just watch my son play. I didn't have to say anything. I could just cheer in the stands. I could have a beer before the game. You know, just hang out, show up. Oh, here we go. We're playing. Didn't have to worry about lines or anything else. Man, most relaxing weekend ever. Kyle, that's a great segue for Eric about a really hot topic uh, podcast question. Eric, how many beers is too many or not enough in between periods of an ice hockey game in a parking lot? Coach or coach or parent? Well, let's go with parent. Let's go with parent. I don't get you in trouble. Oh, okay. Um. How many, what kind of beer are we drinking? Are we drinking IPAs? Are we drinking Coors Light? 
You don't have to make it fancy. You can literally, you can, you can even give it to me as an over under. Just bushlight. Bushlight, yeah. I would, I would say, I would say more than two is probably excessive. Okay. I think it's fair. Two is a plus minus. I, mean, I like that. I mean, especially if you're a goalie dad. Let's be honest. You're goal. You're a goalie dad. You go. Your 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 kid has a tough period. You might want to slam a couple just to get her square. Yeah. Two beers does not move the needle for a goalie dad. You need the brown liquor, guys. <laughs> brown liquor. <laughs> That's how you know the goalie dads. They're mixing mixed drinks in the parking lot. <laughs> what else is having bush lights? Mixing. They're they're pre mixed, buddy. <laughs> yeah, they're they're. Oh, that's no, that's no Diet Coke in his hand walking around the rink. Yeah, <laughs> right. One of the yeah, other questions why goalie parents stand uh, by themselves. Oh, Corey, go ahead. I just said that's why goalie parents are always standing by themselves. Not me. I'm hey, much like my drinks, I'm a mixer. <laughs> um, yeah, Kyle is Kyle. You're probably the most outwardly the most mellow goalie dad I've ever met, ever. That is true. Like outwardly, yeah. inwardly, he may, he may, you may be a duck on water, right? Your feet, yeah. you just may be going crazy inside, but you don't show it. Eh, oh well. Eh, well, like crazy. I told someone else one time, I like, don't know how you want to get on the ice with them. I either just chill out, or you know, really, it's chill out unless I want to get out there and do it. So I really like. Or is it? Or is it that other thing too? Right? Of we just talked to a Kyle. Oh, the mixers help. If yeah. he really wants to be good, he'll take it. He'll yeah. mix himself to you. No, uh, Eric's trying to he's gonna, he's, if, if he wants to be good, he'll do it. Yeah, right. But no, I'm just saying, but if if he wants to be good, he's gonna really nothing you can do. Yep. You yell at him. That's good. Yeah, right. I mean, come on. That's a that's a dang good point. Um, yeah, it's really yeah. Uh, and <laughs> at the risk of getting reasonable myself, it's a good lesson to keep in mind for all those hockey weekends. Right? It's it's. Uh, if you enjoy it and have a nice social time and, and just have fun watching your your kids play, then you'll be be better off for it on Sunday. Oh gosh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, if we want to keep it serious, we can keep going on the path, or we can. Now, go can we say something crazy too? Because man, no, it's just you also have the the censorship of the actor because Kyle live streams all of the games. So I mean, unless you want to piss mm. off some grand. Parents, you can't really say what you're feeling in your heart. You know, it's yeah. got to be, it's got to stay pretty positive because it's, uh, it's grandma and grandpa watching. So you can't, you got to pick your battles. Plus, yeah, I, I don't think you want to pitch your wife off. I, she's little, but she's, she's sassy. So yeah. you, again, it's just a smart decision. Yeah, we have a, a pretty pretty varied um, sponsorship base as well, Kelly. As you know, we're we're bringing in absolutely no money, but giving out a lot of good sponsorship reads. So we have to keep uh, keep the advertisers happy. Right, Eric. That's what's the trashier thing to say as a hockey parent to your child playing? Is it screaming skate at them repeatedly, or on the power play? Is it screaming shoot? Anytime someone touches a puck. I would much rather have parents yell skate <laughs> than yell than yell shoot. Or anybody that's ever anybody that's ever me. I say skate. 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 I'm I'm that's all I get head up, look. Very rarely do you hear a, a pass shoot. It's look, skate. Like 
those are the kind of, I, yeah, the trashier thing is tell somebody to shoot. Hey, uh, come on. The kid might be looking straight in the, the shin pads of somebody else, and you've got a different angle. You're telling him to shoot, and he's like, uh-uh. I'm going to get this blocked, and the coach is going to get mad at me, right? I just, I, I get real, it's like going to the ball in Grand Forks, like going to the UND games. Shoot! Shoot! No, 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 don't shoot. Nope. Work it, work it around a little bit. Get them moving. You don't need to shoot it yet. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Don't, don't yell shoot. Yell skate. You're at least helping him. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, Peter Elander actually, he coached with me. Peter. Oh, go ahead. No, oh, no. That since you've coached at the college level, did you deal? Did you still have to deal with parents yep. at college? Kelly? Yes. You cut out. You oh, cut sorry. out on me. Sorry. I, of course. Great technology here. No, I was just asking, do you still, so you coach at college level as well. And obviously when you coach at the youth level, you're going to deal with parents. Did you have to deal with parents very often um, at the college level? Did you still have to talk to parents very often? Yeah. Yes. Awful. <laughs> awful. The sink. You go, go ask. Go, go ask, go, uh, I'm sure the UND coaches now, the men's coaches deal more with agents, but they still deal with parents too. It's it, Parents, stop it, parents. Like, geez, let your, honestly. I remember at UND once, I was having a tough time. My dad's like, well, did you talk to coaches yet? I don't know. Well, go talk to them, man. Like, you have to go talk to the coaches. I'm not going to call the coaches. That's not my job. I'm here to support you, but you got to go do this yourself. Like, parents, we've become, we haven't even, we're not even, we're not helicopter parents anymore. We're lawnmower parents. We're trying to knock down any bit of adversity our kids have in their lives and just, no, no, let's just take care of it for them. We'll just knock it out of the way. They don't have to deal with it. And we wonder why they come up in their bunch of softies. So that, yeah, you still deal with it. We had some of our best players calling our head coach constantly their parents. No, that's very. It's just ridiculous. That's yeah. wild at that level. Yeah, and oh, that's why, you know, I. But, I I assume the answer would be yes, but was hoping that it might be that you would deal with it less because I mean, these are your your adults. Oh, like, but that's the problem. I, I'm not perfect as a parent. I'm not. I'm just coming from a coach's perspective of knock it off. Yeah. Let your kid. He's 19, 18, 20, 22 years old. Let him deal some adversity in his life. If they never deal with it, they're not gonna know. It's yeah. just, it's, it's crazy to me. And then we wonder why. And there were the same people that complain. This parent group, it's about our age. Same people that complain. Kids aren't the same anymore. Oh, I wonder why. Wonder why? <laughs> the same people that call, same people that call the principal because the teacher got mad at my kid. Your kid was screwing off. Yeah. Should have got mad at him. Yeah. So we, we, uh, we're doing this to ourselves. <laughs> oh, anyway. I don't know about you guys, but I, I like to roll open my window and just yell, hey, can you at least let my kid pick up the pucks in the next one? Like, you know, really let the coach have it. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Eric, I'd be remiss if I didn't let you tell a Peter Elander story because those are uh, always a winner. So, well, I'll tell you what, Peter. Peter, uh, Peter Elander, for those who don't know, coach at UND with us, uh, Brian Adelski, myself, and Peter Elander were the coaching staff. Peter Elander is the only 
non-North American coach to lead a team to a silver medal at the Women's Olympics. He coached a Swedish team that beat actually beat the U.S. in the semis and then went on to lose to Canada in the final. But either way, the only non-North American coach to ever win a, like a silver medal at the Olympics. We were talking with him one time about uh, uh, coaching at a youth level. And his biggest thing to me, he had a couple of things, two things. One, Eric, don't tell him what to do. You yell skate, you yell look. Those are the two commands you give, and they will figure out the rest. And then you coach them when they come back to the bench. Oh, that makes sense. And then he also, he, he had another one too. He would, he would talk about parents coming up, talk to him about what they're doing with the hockey team. And then he would ask them, well, what do you do for a job? And, you know, because Peter was an Olympic coach and everything else and played professional hockey, played in the world juniors. He was a very good hockey player yeah. and a coach. <laughs> well, you do whatever. Okay. Well, I don't tell you how to do that. Don't tell me how to coach. <laughs> he was just very blunt. Like, no, I will coach. You do that. I pay, if I have a problem with my electricity, I call you to come over and fix it. So I'm coaching. You do that. He yeah, was yeah. so good at that stuff. Yep. We're, uh, you know, coming up on our time here. All one answer fits, or you can give me multiple answers. Oh, boy. Well, I think the Mike Perfect picking up the water bottle, we were playing it. God dang it, I can't remember the game right now. Goes to the opposing team net, whistle blows. He grabs a water bottle off the back of the net from the goalie and drinks the water bottle. And just sets it back on the net and just causes a melee. I thought that was probably one of the best. I don't know if it was a chirp. I don't know what you call that, but man, I think that's close that was, enough. That, that oh, that's pretty well spot on. Um, the power move. Chirp. Oh, that's just a straight power move. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And no one knew the team was doing either because he knew he was going to drop him and it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Best chirp I ever heard. I don't Ah, uh, crap. You can come back to it. You can answer Kyle's completely reasonable and uh, um, actual intelligent question and then come back to mine mm -hmm. at any point in time, or we can forget it happened. <laughs> well, we can, we'll can. we circle back around. All right. One of the least, well, the, the, the phrase no one likes in business. Let's circle around. We'll circle back around to that later. We'll throw it out in the parking lot. Like, Eric doesn't strike me as a, a shit talker on the ice. Eric, were you ever a shit talker? I mean, because sometimes people I, can surprise you. Well, the only, okay, so I had one memorable one. Uh, I didn't, no, I didn't. I didn't. If I was talking to somebody else, I probably wasn't on my game that day, to be honest. <laughs> I, no, and I was. I know that about me. If I was, if I was just focused, I didn't, I didn't care. Like, I, yeah, maybe a little chirp here and there, but it's Minnesota. And if anybody knows my hockey career, my skating was not my strong suit. Um, somebody made fun of my skating. We're playing Minnesota. Um, and this is when they dyed their hair for the playoffs. And we were at the X for uh, the final five, playing them. Somebody says something to me. I turn around, and I don't remember who it was, and they got the blonde hair. And I said, hey, state term was last weekend. And I started skating away. Like, we're in high school. We're going to dye our hair? Really? We're college now. Come on, guys. Like, really? We're going to dye our hair again? Uh, Good Lord. Like, good stuff. glory days, dent. <laughs> I should uh, I should point out that our uh, host Pull Tab Sports does the all hockey hair team. Check well, that out on the high school. Like, yeah, but you should check that out. And that so, is I, I, yeah. I didn't I, have a lot. 
all hockey hair. It is delightful. Um, I, I'm glad that they do it because it is one of my favorite parts of the Minnesota hockey tournament. Is did, did Matt ever win the hockey hair award? No. Well, no, but he had like a whole, um, like a whole routine with like wetting his down and then like flipping his hair back before putting his helmet back on after the national anthem. It worked. Obviously, two kids well, later. Worked for you. Uh, it worked. worked. For you. Yeah. So like I'm obviously worked its powers and I was not immune to it. So, you know, he did have some. So the greatest, the greatest part is about all this. And uh, I'm sure most people figured it out by watching. If you watch NHL games, everybody thinks these guys are rough and tough and oh, they don't care. They just come out and play hockey. Oh, bull crap. (laughs) Before games, guys are in there before they got to come out with their helmet off. They're doing their hair, making sure it looks just right. These big, tough guys, right? They're in there doing the thing, making sure the hair is right. We're going to jump on the ice, you know. Oh, man, it is it is an absolute – if you'd think you're a bunch of 14-year-old girls going out for the night. Hockey going players to, are – Oh, we're going to the dance. Very vain, so I believe you. So, yeah. So, for everybody, there's the little inside secret there. How's that? I love it. Yes, they do care about their hair when they step on the ice, for the most part. Some They're guys you can tell don't, but most of the guys do. Hey, you can't you can't pay for that kind of content, guys. Seriously, and we and we won't. Well, you you can you can sponsors can we, pay we for won't. content. I believe as we said, we won't be. Yeah, Thank that. I Curry and I, obviously, are both attorneys. We can fight this in court. We'll inevitably lose because we're not good attorneys. But then Kelly will just put you in a dumpster. Yeah. That's right. All you win. Hey, a, Kyle, a good attorney couldn't win this case. <laughs> <laughs> if if the chirp does not fit, fit you must acquit. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Right. Yeah, see? Yep. Hey. Does that work? Is that, Kyle, does that work? Is that a... It's it's there's legal precedent there, and I believe it's in the North Dakota Century Code. If you look it up, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Was it where? So the middle of the century or the Century Code? Which one are you talking about? Both, both. Yeah, the both. precedent okay. is from the middle of the century, and then it's right in the middle of that good book. You know, the Century Code. <laughs> I haven't made it all the way through. I'm just people. Yeah, someone told me that it's right between um, the creation of the uh, Theodore Roosevelt National Park. And whether you can shoot someone from a covered wagon. It's in there, though, I promise. There, though. Why don't you bring us on home with your thoughts on North Dakota hockey before Willie goes downhill? Before it goes downhill? Um, North Dakota hockey, it's a significantly better product, obviously, than it was. Um, I'll say, you know, I, it's a significantly better product, not even from what it was. Than what people give it credit for, in my opinion, um, this is probably going to make people mad, especially the eastern part of the state. But the eastern part of the state uh, is a strong, you know, it's a it's a very competitive part of the state. You look at the, and I can use Grand Forks as an example because when you look at the the double A teams that we throw out at the Pee level and the Bantam double A level, we are competitive with those top teams in um, in Minnesota. We really are. The, the, the hard part is is when you get to high school, even Fargo. I mean, you look at Fargo and, and West Fargo, if 
if those towns didn't have to split up into what's well, Fargo three high schools and now well, West Fargo's gonna be three high schools now. I mean, if yeah. you only had to go to one school, just like uh, a Minnetonka, an uh, Eden Prairie, those the teams are significantly better, and they don't go, "Geez, what's wrong with those teams?" But when you split up your talent, you started a, a one organization for all of Fargo, and now those kids, those better players, all split up in three schools, and then come to Grand Forks, same thing. You're better kids. Now you go to two different schools. It makes it, you know, so now when you look at the high school teams, well, it doesn't look as good as what a Minnesota high school team would look like. If you look at the double-A teams, they're going to be competitive at most things. Our double-A teams are very competitive in Minnesota, very competitive at a high level. Um, you can make the argument that Grand Forks use hockey. Geez, if we had one squirt team, we'd be we'd be right up there with the Moorheads and everything else. I totally agree with it. I don't think it's right for development, personally, but we'd be up there. And that's why you see at the PWAA level, especially the PWAA team this year, they went down to, I don't know where it was in in uh, uh, December or January. And, you were in White Bear Lake. Beat, White Bear Lake beat all the top teams in the state of Minnesota. So is North Dakota hockey good? Yeah, it is good. Um, is is the west-west part of the state very deep? No, not at all. And that's just the truth of it. It's not like I'm... I, yeah. The way it is. It's not... I'm not... Down. It's no, Eric. Got and it. again, it's like being a. It's a. It's it's like going from say. It's like going from um, uh, an Eden Prairie to uh, uh, Fever Falls or Rosa or Warroad, uh, International Falls. Name your small town. It's hard to compete with those bigger towns if you don't. It's hard just because of numbers. It's based off numbers now, and it's hard to do that. Um, and again, nothing against those smaller towns. They do a great job. Rosa, Warroad, Thief. I mean, they're. They do a great job, East Grand Forks, of, of putting out competitive teams. It's not what I'm saying. It's just it's hard to, if you're Dickinson and you're not a hockey town, it's tough to compete with a hockey town of Grand Forks and Fargo on a consistent basis. So I think the eastern part of the state's doing very well. They're trying to push the envelope, do a lot of things. Um, what does that mean? I, I don't I Minot does a good job too. They've put out a number of players over the years. Uh, Bismarck now, or the big over there, is doing a pretty, you know, Mitch, uh, Mitch's kid. Um, uh, come on, Jackson is doing doing good things. So there are some players around the area. Um, that's my thoughts on North Dakota hockey. I, I guess I'm I I'm not trying to make. I don't again. I don't want to make any enemies on the west side of the state. I'm just saying that we do. the east side is very good. No, I think that's um, that's all very fair stuff. I mean, and you can leave the enemy making up to us. We're nobody's shy. Yeah, he already. He well, already no, I'm not saying that. that. I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to lay out what I, what I'm seeing right now, and I don't have yeah, any. I, no, again, all, I all, think, all, all I, fair stuff, and I think you know, backed up by, backed up by some facts, right? Stuff on paper. So I don't mm -hmm. think there's anything controversial about any of those thoughts. Rebuttal. Um, he's already missed out on how we feel about the people from V, I mean, East Grand Forks, um, also Minot. And uh, he said that the west side of the state isn't deep. Quite frankly, I've been in Williston for three days and it feels like a chasm out here. Uh, you know, we're a baseball complex, though. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Uh, let's let's flip the table. Very last thing, Eric, now is your chance, one time only. You get to ask Kelly one question about Mom Island, and she has to answer. 
the mom, mom island, island. Is the collection of moms that sit at our hockey games oh yep i'd rather be at dad island just be, uh, anyway uh um, yeah, but mom island any burning oh, questions you have about mom island okay. no jokes about anything burning at mom island or <laughs> whose blanket who's under um yeah. no no blanket actually act- no what no. burning feeling Corey has no Sensation. Sensation. Way more interesting than it actually so, is. Like I said, it's just a necessity, Corey. It's, uh, it's not that sexy. It sounds way sexier than it is. Same with Corey. Yeah. Well, yeah. Corey does sound way sexier than he is. <laughs> Eric, your question. Kelly is standing My by. Question. All right. Kelly, I. So Tina always is the one. Everybody looks at her and says she's not competitive. Oh man, she. My question is, how many of the moms on hockey on Mom Island are uber competitive? And it's constantly, what is my son doing? Oh my goodness, why is he doing that? And then they get done with the game, like, oh, good job, son. Way to go. Proud of you. <laughs> well. We don't have a ton of them on our mama. I mean, and Tina, so Eric is talking about his wife, Tina, who is incredibly sweet and reasonable always. And she's a super wonderful person. I have not. Never. I've never heard Tina say anything even like semi-negative. She always is sweet and positive. We do have a couple. I well, will protect their identity. We do have a couple moms that get a little squirrely. I'm in the squirrely bunch. I've had to take a couple walks, um, depending on what team. But um, <laughs> it, it, I mean, we we jump in and out of the hockey game because a lot of different topics come in, and then we kind of like come back to like, oh, we're at a youth hockey game right now, so we should maybe watch our kids play. But um, we we do get the moms that get a little knockdown, drag out, and like I said, certain teams bring it out a little bit harder than others. Why not? We're looking at you. Um, my not brings might probably make Tina feisty. So well, just depends. Speak, speaking of speaking of a race to twelve years old. Uh, anyway, um, follow up. Can I have a follow up on that? Completely unrelated, but a follow up to that. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Okay, awesome. So Corey talked about. I just want five minutes. It's all you need, right? Well, two, but three minutes getting to the room. Yeah. Elevator time, hey, that's call it. Which, which, Corey, every dad tries that. Every <laughs> single dad. Every dad. And if you're not trying it, I don't know why. Like, like let's be honest, right? Old kids are gone. Hey, honey, it's five minutes. And every, and Kelly, my question is, is it 99 or 98% of wives are like, not a chance, shut up. Yeah, it's a it's a higher percentage, you know. I mean, it's although it's or is it ninety nine point nine? Depends on what. Yeah, ninety nine. I would say, <laughs> and factoring in the one percent for if there's been drinking involved, it just it ups your chances. Not a lot, but a little. Um, but yeah, most most hockey moms are going. No, we're here with the kids. Dream on. Go drink with your friends in the lobby. What if Matt still had the hockey hair? Oh, that would change Ooh. things. <laughs> um, but that's that's a time machine question, and we've went over time travel in this show, Corey. All right? I know. I know. 
there's a portal in Canada. So maybe that's the answer. You know what? I grew up in Regina. There's a lot of portals in Canada, but that's for a different show. <laughs> Listen, we discovered aliens Paul, for real today. You, you grew up in the city. That, you grew up in city that runs with fun. Uh, I wasn't born there, but I did a lot of growing up in that city. If you know what I mean. Oh, those oh, portals. Yeah. Gotcha. Kyle is the Corey, Corey. rhymes with fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, things have gone downhill, which is typically our cue. <laughs> It's right where we want it. To cut it off to thank our non-existent sponsors. If you do want to sponsor us, you know where to find us. Thanks to Eric Fabian for joining us as a guest. A lot of good topics covered. Eric, very, very reasonable and well thought out. We appreciate that, despite what we say. Thanks to Kelly. And yeah, well, try not to be. Hey, you know, that was great. We'll have you back anytime. And I think that'll do it for episode six.